Welcome to the Lead a New Future podcast. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, a senior leadership trainer with close to two decades of experience. The leadership I'm about is one that values respect and transparency while harnessing our ability to effect change. With a clinical background, I've worked within highly acclaimed leadership teams in the health sector of New Zealand before spending a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences across multiple countries. And here's the thing about leadership. Leadership is just as important within our homes as it is within every level of our community, teams and organisations. In this podcast, you'll find a variety of conversations that connect to our leadership and our lives, where we can impact what matters, where it matters. Let's get into it. Kia ora everyone, welcome back to the podcast. In this conversation we're actually going to be talking about men, which is a little bit different given that so many of the so much of the audience here is predominantly female based. I've been making some observations for a while about how so much out in the growth industry, the growth space is geared towards women. I mean, hello, I'm someone who created a big event called She. This podcast is called She Leads a New Future, something I'm considering shifting, just considering chucking it out there. Um, And that's actually really great. Like, it's so great that we as women are, are, are growing, becoming stronger within ourselves. That is needed. And yet, what I'm noticing is that there's just not as much provided for men. There's not as much in the growth space for men. And then sometimes that the potentially the what is provided for men may not cater from my perspective to all men, may cater for one like a type of man, but do other men feel really um, met with that? No, not necessarily. And I think there is a huge missing there. And I've seen a lot of relationships where the woman is growing, 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 and her growth outpaces that of her partner. So, and that has a huge big impact. It has a huge big impact in terms of if one person is growing and the other one isn't, cracks can really start to develop. And how do you navigate that and come back to each other when that's a really challenging space to navigate? And I know a lot of relationships that have ended up uh, going their separate ways as a result of this. I've um, been talking with Hinaru for quite a long time about this kind of a thing. And, you know, my husband is six foot two. Half of his body's covered in tattoos. We've been together for like 18 years. We've definitely had our own experiences in what I've just said. There's been times in our relationship where my growth has taken off and at that similar time Hinari was experiencing depression and we definitely were pacing in very different directions and that was a challenging time to navigate and yet somehow over time, over the seasons, through the seasons, we've managed touch wood so far to keep finding our way back to each other. My point actually about how Hinari's half of his body is covered in tattoos and he's a big six foot two guy is that I actually honestly didn't realise in the past how vulnerable men actually are. We see men in these 
big bodies, these big frames, and they don't look like someone who's vulnerable. And what I didn't realise and I didn't understand until Hinari's really communicated this with me, and I've seen it within him, I've seen it then now in speaking with other men, how men really need to be seen and acknowledged and cared for. And of course that's obvious, but what I didn't realise was how often they're not because we just, I guess, have this kind of straight-up bias where when we look at these big guys, we just assume that, they don't need it and yet they really do and what I've heard and obviously I'm not a man and I can't speak from experience but I can only say the pieces that I'm seeing and the parts of the conversations that I've been involved with with many men is that there's a real missing there's a real kind of wanting to be seen and gotten and cared for but frequently they're looked at as someone who doesn't need that, or this is now swinging back to the com- the comment about the tattoos, looked at as someone who perhaps looks intimidating, so people kind of back off a little bit. So Henare, my husband, his experience, for example, is he will go to the CrossFit gym and he will run around um, encouraging people, chatting with them, sort of investing into them, and he very rarely gets it back in return. And I think people really like, you know, the encouragement, but they probably don't realize that, yeah, he wants it back as well, you know. Um, My eyes got very opened recently when I was, um, had the experience with my son. So my son is 15, he's six foot three, and he was wrongfully dismissed from his high school. We ended up getting his name cleared and the expulsion revoked. And... I won't go into the whole lot of it, but there's one piece of it that I want to share here because this is similar to um, what I've heard from many other men. So one of the reasons that he was um, dismissed wrongfully, we got it cleared, was that they said that he was intimidating. So when we got that unpacked with a witness, what what got revealed was he'd never actually intimidated a person He'd never gone up to someone and intimidated them or done anything that was intentional to intimidate someone. He was actually playing with his mates at lunchtime and he's six foot three, he rough and tumbles, he's got a crap ton of testosterone, he should be out in a rugby field, him and his mates pummeling each other into the ground through tackling them, they should be coming back at the end of lunch with blood coming down their knees, heading back into class after blowing off a whole lot of steam, right? That's the kind of young guy that my son is he's hard out sporty he's super physical and he just needs to blow off steam and they don't have a rugby field at their school where we live in Indonesia and so with his mates they rough play which is what the teacher what what this particular um, head of school got him expelled Um, the rough play so when it was unpacked the rough play can be intimidating to people around him So here's the interesting thing. If he wasn't six foot three, let's say he was a small little 15 year old girl, maybe like five foot four, and and that little five foot four girl was doing the exact same actions that Zion is doing, then 
would people around that girl feel intimidated? And then therefore, would she have had the same um, reprimand from the school for her actions? I very much doubt it, right? The thing was, is that people around him felt, or actually the main thing is could have felt intimidated by the way in which he was being with his friends. And this is like, it's crazy. I was mind blown that this was a thing. So him playing because of his size and with the, you know, quote unquote, roughness of his play with his mates who are also reciprocating it with joy and laughter and cracking themselves up was potentially intimidating for someone else and he had to pull it back. That is so similar to in the online, let's say, personal development world where we say as adult women to each other, like, don't dial yourself down to make another person in the room feel it, like, feel a certain way. Like, you be your biggest, brightest self and then, you know, it will... And then yet to this 15-year-old boy, we're saying, oh, no, don't be yourself. You have to pull that back and soften yourself up so that people around you may not feel intimidated. It's the same message. And what I'm noticing is that as adults, we're trying to like unfuck so much of this stuff, yet we're seeing it in different ways for our kids. And in particular, what I'm seeing is with our boys mind-blowing I shared about that in Instagram stories and shared about my son's experience with that piece in particular and two guys messaged out and said oh yeah I've totally experienced this both of these guys were big guys and said that this is exactly the kind of thing that they'd experienced so completely and utterly mind-blown at that and what I started to see through this and different conversations that I'd had through some guys that I've coached, through my conversations with Hinari and through seeing his friends as well, I've started to realize like, oh shit, huh, I didn't realize, mind blowing, that yeah, men actually are really vulnerable and that there are certain things in the way we do the world that men have to sort of like hold themselves back, try and fit into a box, they, like, they, they grapple. They grapple with the things that they grapple with and yet what is out there in the growth space that is really geared towards supporting that. And so really it's no wonder that men's mental health is an issue. It's no wonder that men's suicide is on the, on the rise. We heard just recently in one week three men who had committed suicide and I only knew one of I knew one of them and he was someone who looked extremely joyful, extremely happy all the time, bringing the light, bringing the love, and yet we didn't know what was going on underneath there for him. So these are the things that I've been noticing, these are the things that I've been observing and clearly I can't I don't know the whole picture of what it is, but I can see that there's enough there that something new needs to start shifting. And so Hinari and I have been in a number of conversations together towards the end of last year and we have decided to make some shifts. So, drum roll, I'm pretty thrilled to share this. So, number one, Hinari and I together are stepping back into the big live event space. And number two is that these events are going to be available for both women and men. And I know that kind of sounds like obvious, 
But we were heading down a trajectory back in 2019, before everything went into lockdown, where we produced this huge big event, which was phenomenal and made a huge impact for women, which was called She. So clearly it was geared for women. And yes, on the sales page, we talked about anyone who resonates with the ethos of this event, regardless of gender, is welcome. We had a men's support crew who supported the women. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) It's not enough. We want men and women in the room together, growing together. We need women and men growing alongside each other. We need women becoming stronger in themselves We need men growing stronger in themselves. We need women seen. We need men seen. We need need to be seen and got and appreciated. We need our men to feel seen and got and appreciated and respected. And this matters. Because if we want our communities to thrive, our families to thrive, our next generation to thrive, we need all people to be thriving. And so... That's my my big announcement, and I'm pretty excited by it. Um, And the new event name is called, drumroll please, The One. (laughs) So let me put a little context around that. It's about you are the one who causes change. You're the one. Change starts here. It starts within us. It starts within each of us that then can affect ourselves, our relationships, our families, our parenting, our communities, our businesses, our finances, all the things that matter. So the one is the name of the brand new event. It's a three-day experience for both women and men. And it's a very unique conversation. So it's definitely not going to be like your typical event. It's not going to be your typical personal development event. It will be a unique conversation it will be a unique inquiry and looking into the blind spots of what's been there operating us and holding us back and driving us it's it's I won't go into it much more here but it is a very unique conversation we have just launched the one and we've got a brand new Instagram page for it so come on over to on Instagram the one live event. If you pop on over there, you'll be able to flick us a DM to get on the early waitlist for tickets. And over there, we're announcing the dates. Oh, and we're actually coming to Australia and New Zealand. Last time we did just Australia, this time we're doing New Zealand and Australia, which is really exciting. And this is, I don't know, it feels like a, kind of like a coming home. Hinari and I together have been doing um, events for well over 12 years. And While we both thought we might have sort of headed away from doing events and had a different kind of a lifestyle together, um, we've definitely felt the call to step back in and make the difference that we both know we can. And this, the things that I'm sharing here in, in this conversation and some other things that we've both been seeing has been the kick up the ass for the both of us to go, you know what, it's time to get back in and do the work that we know that we can do together. So if you're in Australia or New Zealand or you want to travel to come and join us at The One, uh, we would love to see you at The One in 2023 and come on over to The One live event over on Instagram. I'll pop it in the show notes below and DM us over there for um, getting on the waitlist for early bird tickets. We'll be announcing dates and I hope to see you at The One this year.